Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Craig Taylor, CEO and co-founder of Cyberhoot. How are you doing today, Craig? Great. How are you, Andrew? I am excellent. Thank you for spending some time with us. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Cyberhoot. My own uh, journey here in cybersecurity is 20 years in cybersecurity. Um, I have my CISSP since 2001. And along that journey, I've been a CISO for a lot of Fortune 1000 companies, but more importantly, the MSP community. I've worked for very small MSPs in Rochester, Minnesota 20 years ago, and most recently in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for seven years while we developed the CyberHoop product. And, and tell everybody what Cyberhood is and what you do. Cyberhood is a security awareness training platform. It's a lot more than awareness training. It does fish testing, governance policies like password policy and WISP and security incident handling things. We do dark web monitoring and reporting, but our, our biggest differentiator to the market is our fish testing. We do the traditional attack-based phishing, but we've developed an innovative positive outcome educational phishing test that helps users the the result of which is your clients or your employees will know exactly what to look for to spot and avoid phishing they can piece pick apart an email all seven components of an email and make authoritative decisions quickly efficiently and securely on what is and is not a fish and that's an amazing game changer in the industry uh, that, that's a very important tool as companies grow in scale and have uh, remote working employees all over the place. Those are very important skills to impart people with. What Absolutely. what sort of verticals do you work with? What companies do you work with? Well, um, we work with any vertical that has employees working on a computer <laughs> with an email address. I, I think you just covered the universe. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, if you're into woodworking and you're going to be lathing wood pieces of wood, you might not need cyber, but everybody else does. And it's, it's the honest to God truth. I mean, look, if you're coming through the educational system anywhere in the world today, you would think that they would prepare you with a little modicum of cybersecurity skill set because you're going to use a computer for yourself personally or most likely professionally. And yet they don't. Now, North Dakota just passed legislation. K-12 must do cybersecurity education, which is like, really? oh my God, this is fantastic. I've been trying to reach the North Dakota uh, governor to talk to him about cyber. I'm looking for anybody that can introduce me, but I would love to see every state in the nation do that because it really is how we could, as a nation, compete on the global stage better than anybody else. If everyone graduated from high school with cybersecurity skills to identify phishing attacks and the importance of cyber hygiene for passwords, 90% of breaches would go away, right? Human Humans cause 90% of breaches through human error tied to phishing attacks and password hygiene. So it's not complicated. This is not rocket science. We're not trying to go to the moon in 68. We are really <laughs> just trying to teach people how to use a computer safely and securely. Well, I applaud North Dakota. I've never thought of them as cutting edge, but who knew? Here we are in 2023 and they're, they're blazing a trail towards cybersecurity. What's the origin story of Cyberhoot? How long you've been around? So believe it or not, we've been around for nine years and we're probably the best kept secret out there. If we had a full you know, sales team that was trumpeting our services and what we do, 
it'd be great, but we don't. Uh, we've been in development for about five or six years with one MSP where we were working with about 50 different clients of that MSP. We put them into the tool. We tried to see how what worked, what didn't work. How did we get compliance above 80, 90%, 95%? The real truth is you're only as strong as your weakest link, which if it's the human in the chair, it's the person that didn't do their training. So high, high compliance is one of the foundational aspects of a security awareness training platform. And we were refining that. And we've done all kinds of innovative things like emailing the user until they don't do their training and we have to copy their manager on that five minute assignment. And guess what? In months two and beyond, the employee does their training magically because they don't want their manager getting a nuisance email. They want to be, they want to play nicely in that company. So we've done all kinds of really interesting things to boost up compliance during that time. And we've introduced multiple modules along the way. We started out, believe it or not, as a policy governance platform. We'll send you a password policy or a written information security plan or an information handling policy or your company handbook and require you to read it and sign off with a legally binding signature and record that for all time. But then we quickly added awareness training because we're an open platform and we curate some content, we bring some of our own content, we tell the same story, but with all kinds of really interesting things, we also added product training. What do MSPs do a lot of? They deploy products. They roll out a new password manager. They might enable teams for a company and their users are like, huh, how do I use this? What do I do? Treating, training them asynchronously from the comfort of their couch at home where there, a lot of people are working is what they want to do. That's how employees want to learn. So our product training modules, they collect the videos from Microsoft or Salesforce or QuickBooks, and they send it out to those appropriate people by, based on their group membership. And they can read and watch any video they want that they didn't know about a particular product at their leisure. So it's a really interesting way. It's an extra bad added value that we do not just cybersecurity training. We do product training as well. But by far and away, our best module that really separates us is the phishing module. We do the attack-based phishing like the entire industry. But there are studies, I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but there are studies that show attack-based phishing doesn't really work. It can actually sometimes increase the number of clicks of end users. And people out there will argue that point. But the reality is we've reinvented phishing because it's so difficult to deliver those messages to the inbox. And, and it really puts the IT department as you know, in the eyes of the employee who might or might not click on an attack message, it makes the IT department the enemy because they're sending these devious diabolical phishing attacks and you're busy, you click on one and suddenly you have to go take more training that does or doesn't train, teach you, just creates fear, uncertainty and doubt and anxiety in your gut. And truthfully, when those things are being done, when you're doing attack messages, a lot more employees are sending emails to support saying, Andrew, is this a phishing attack? I don't know. I'm not sure, but I don't want to take any chances because I'm really, you've put me on notice and I'm fearful. When we roll out our assignment-based phishing that walks the user through the sender, the subject, the greeting, spelling, punctuation, and grammar, emotionality and urgency, why that matters in an email, links to third-party websites or outside websites and attachments, those seven components, we can create a crystal clear picture of what a phishing attack is in all of your end users' um, you know, minds cognitively, they stop sending those emails to the support team or to the help desk. They say, ah, now I know what I need to know and I can delete these messages efficiently, effectively, securely. It's a game changer what we do and how we do it. And 
the MSPs tell me this, not me making this up. This is what MSPs come to me. Like the emails to support have gone way down when we implemented the assignment-based phishing. And you know, that's a, that's a public service. It's a public service to the individual, the company, the MSP. It's just a, it's a win, win, win for everybody. Excellent. Hey, it's important stuff. I mean, my spam filter is uh, busy as they say. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. And, and I regularly see things that look really good, very similar to my actual provider's emails. I'll just see something that doesn't look right. I'm in the habit of never clicking on links and going to that provider's website to confirm whether that was the information or not, but That's only because smart. we're we're all once bitten, twice shy out here. Now, I typically ask about the challenges of COVID and how, how it's been to grow your business. I would think as more and more people go to work at home, as I do, uh, these issues become even more critical because now you're not, you're exposing your company to things happening on your laptop in your home and your Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. Tell me, tell me about the COVID years for Cyberhoot. Well, COVID was actually interesting in the sense that it helped push the IT industry forward at light speed. If you remember a decade ago, we were all logging into VPNs and getting onto thick clients that connected to our file server and saving files there and backing those files up. COVID really pushed the digital transformation miles ahead. It said, look, you can upgrade your own software on your own file servers or move to the cloud. <clears throat> so a lot of the companies we talk to in the SMB community and the MSP communities have moved to an entire cloud-based model. That alone allowed them to handle COVID very smoothly. Everyone was working from an office, but connecting to an, a SaaS application, it made no difference where they're at. So they could do it from their mobile device, their iPad, their template, their tablet, or their home computer. The reality is, is it moved the industry forward, but it didn't address the risk, which is the human in the chair. Yep. And so it actually, we grew more during COVID than we had in previous years because there was a distributed workforce. You can't pull people into the conference room anymore to get signatures on paper compliance policies, to get trained up on the latest rollout of a release. You need to do it asynchronously and you need to track it automatically without auto, without people following up. And that's what where cyber really exceeds, excels in getting people to do their training. We send you a note on the first day of the month, an email, we're passwordless. You just click a link, five minutes later, you're done. If you forget, we remind you a week later, two weeks in, we remind you and your manager to say follow up with you on why you didn't do this five minute job. So months two and beyond, all the good employees are doing their training in the first two weeks and the compliance shows at 100%. And that includes the phishing training. One of the things that we've captured in our phishing assignments is that people do the assignment. So you have a, a metric that no one else can provide, Andrew, that says 100% of our employees have taken and passed a phishing test, as opposed to the entire billion dollar industry that says, hey, five to 10% of your users failed and we have no idea what the other 95% of people did. What would what number would you rather have? <laughs> yeah, no lie. No, no, the level of exposure is is phenomenal at every one of those human chairs that you're talking about. The, the evidence is in the literature, in the media. Every day you hear about a ransomware of this school or that place or this company. It, it's it's an epidemic because hackers are making money doing this. Oh, yeah. going to make a difference. I live in Los Angeles, and a few months ago, uh, ransomware attacked the Los Angeles Unified School District, the second largest school district in the country. And our, our superintendent said, 
we're not paying you. So <laughs> you, you can imagine what, what ensued, but um, what, what are the most common problems you're solving for your clients? Most of it, it's all boils down to education, right? If, if people ask me all the time, Craig, if I could only do one thing, what would it do? And I would say it's not train or test your users. It's enable multi-factor authentication. That's your godsend for protecting your users from themselves when they reuse a password that's kind of weak, but it's been exposed online with a website compromise. So MFA is number one. Once you get MFA out of the way, you need to train and test, okay? We've got evidence of our own clients being in CyberHoot training for multiple years. And the first phishing test we run, we still catch users providing credentials. They click on the fake website. They didn't check it. For whatever reason, only one time <clears throat> do you have to test them for them to start to apply their knowledge. We have a client, 300 users. We, uh, we fish tested them as a baseline after two years of training. 27 users went to the fake website out of 300 and seven gave us their credentials. In three months time, we did a second attack-based phishing test. No one gave us credentials and that number went to five users that visited the fake website, then three. And it's hovered around three, which is less than 1%. That's an industry leading number. But then we've enabled and they've migrated to our assignment-based phishing, which much more positive outcome. The users pass a test instead of failing a test. They learn to fill in the missing pieces on what to look for on each of those seven components of an email. So ultimately, I would say where people make mistakes is in being too busy to pay attention to what they're doing and not having the requisite knowledge to identify the attacks, which usually come through email or weak passwords. It's those two things and that's why we harp on that repeatedly in our videos. We talk about password hygiene, adopting password managers, enabling MFA, and easily spotting and avoiding phishing attacks. And, and what makes you guys stand out from your competition? Well, no one else has this positive outcome phishing test that gives better metrics. And by the way, for all you MSBs watching this, there's zero administrative setup for our assignment-based phishing. We guarantee those assignments get to the inbox. They're passwordless. The end user is told, you have a phishing test to take. They click a link, they go through the seven questions. If they fail, they retake that test until they pass. And you get a compliance score for every employee having taken and passed a phishing test. Compare that to the attack base where you have to write allow lists and X headers if you've got something in front of O365 or Google Workspace and sometimes PowerShell scripts to move it back into the inbox. And even then Microsoft and Google change their rules every three or four months. They change the allow listing and it breaks and you have to troubleshoot it. By the way, you do this for every single domain and client you work on. It's hours and hours of support to get attack-based phishing working. We say you don't need that. You don't need it for a cyber insurance, which we cover with our assignment-based phishing. Uh, and you don't need it because your users are looking at IT and saying, you are attacking us with these emails. I don't like you anymore. I thought you were supposed to help me. <laughs> and instead, with our assignment-based, they see you as educators, as empowerers, to allow me to go through my inbox confidently, efficiently, and securely. What better could you ask for from your IT department than to bring you that kind of an assignment? That's our big difference. Besides that, we have full automation with everything we do. You basically turn on our automatic mode. We deliver the awareness training, the onboarding, welcome email, and these phishing assignments, and you just manage users as long as you're not an Azure AD of replication, in which case you don't even have to do that. You can just keep your Azure up to date and we'll replicate, synchronize those users into cyber.
Excellent. All right. Let's switch gears into the marketing lane for a second. It's 2023. You got to tell your story and people got to know about you. What role has content played in the growth of Cyberhoop? So Cyberhoop produces a lot of content. We have for our MSPs and for our general users, we act, in fact, let me take a step back. If you're an individual listening to this, you can register for free at cyberhoot.com. We will train anyone as an individual. Our hope is that you like it enough that you bring it to your company. We've had plenty of people that have had their son and daughter who have been enrolled as a company and they've had their son and daughter go through it. Um, but we give it away for free to individuals. If you're in a business though, we provide you with not just this awareness training and stuff, but we have some really interesting resources on our website. If you go to cyberhoot.com slash resources, you'll find we have a cybersecurity library with 850 cybersecurity and technology terms defined in what I call simple terms, right? If you needed to explain quantum physics, you know, to a, you know, a physicist would just go right over my head. But if we kind of, when you ask ChatGPT, teach me like I'm a five in fifth grade, we've tried to write these articles like an eighth or 12th grader uh, attention so that it makes sense to a business owner. If they want to know what an NFT is or a Bitcoin or what public and private key encryption is, we have cybersecurity library articles on 850 topics, which also include a video from some YouTube expert saying, this is what a Bitcoin is. This is what a non-fungible token or NFT is. We also publish a blog every week to keep people apprised of developments in cybersecurity. Right now, there's all kinds of critical risks being published by vendors about their products. I don't want to name anybody, throw anyone under the bus, but we publish advisories on our channel about that. So you could subscribe to our blog. You can put it through an RSS feed to your teams or your Slack channels. Stay on top of the, the breaking news in cybersecurity. But we also try to analyze what our best practices for a small to medium-sized business and an MSP are so that when we talk about a risk, we give you the answers on what you ought to do in a minimum essential. Nobody has deep pockets. Look, I worked for JP Morgan Chase. They had deep pockets. If there was a risk, you told them about it. They opened the checkbook and they wrote a, uh, a check to make it go away. No one in my world in the MSP or SMB community can do that. So you have to spend your money, your time, and your resources wisely. And we try to guide you with all of our blog articles and the emerging risks on what to do to quickly mitigate that risk, but not break the bank doing so. Excellent. Hey, you speak our language. Consistency in messaging, you got to engage and educate people through the process. So kudos. All right. Look a year in the future. What would you like to be celebrating personally and professionally? I would love to see that we're on our way to our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> Sorry, BHAG. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a term that I was introduced to at Computer Sciences Corp years ago. It's in some literature, some um, guru said, this is how you, you know, set really high objectives, like climbing to the peak of Everest and, you, and this is what we're going to achieve. But Ultimately, we've set as our company the goal of educating a billion people with a B, okay? And it can be an individual. We have incredible discounts for school districts. You mentioned this Los Angeles school district. I reached out to them, never heard back during that ransomware event. I said, listen, let us help educate at least your teachers, and if not your teachers, your students, because they all need these skills. And we, we give, you know, for students and for teachers, we give it almost give it away 
so that we can help the next generation of employees that come down the pike. Um, but that's where I'd like to be is well on our way to educating a billion people on cybersecurity. Um, we want to find win-win-win solutions, a win for the employee, for the company, for the MSP. If that's happening, then we are winning, right? We might make a little money along the way, but ultimately these are skills that aren't complicated, but are absolutely 100% necessary in the 21st century. So if we can play a part in that and we're helping MSPs out and businesses do what they're best at, not worry about cybersecurity and ransomware and business email compromise, then we're succeeding. Excellent. Excellent. I, I hope you reach your BHAG. Thank you. <laughs> That's a new one on me. <laughs> Please tell everyone what URL they can find you at and what social media channels you're using these days. As well. Okay. So we are cyberhoot.com, quite simply. And we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, Twitter under Cyberhoot. Just search for Cyberhoot there and you'll find us. Excellent. Craig Taylor of Cyberhoot, thank you for spending some time with us on Business Ninjas today. I appreciate what you do. It is an important task to educate people in this arena. And I wish you and yours all the best. And I hope Cyberhoot reaches its lofty goal of educating a billion people in the context of cybersecurity. Thank you, Andrew. It's been my pleasure. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io. W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.